0: Please, you must listen to me. We don't have much time. It's coming. Oh God, it's almost here. Here comes the tech news. More at 11. Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard has been blocked by the British Competition Markets Authority, even though these are all American companies and Britain isn't supposed to be able to tell them what to do anymore. Throw Tomb Raider in the harbor. (laughs) I think she's British. UK officials say that the deal would likely reduce innovation and the choices available to UK gamers, but one of the CMA's key arguments involves the potential loss of competition in cloud gaming. Microsoft is already estimated to control between 60 and 70% of the current cloud gaming market, which represents about 1% of the total gaming market. Quite popular with a small amount of people an Activision spokesperson has said they will work aggressively with Microsoft to appeal the decision and that, I guess the UK is clearly closed for business, which I believe in the corporate world qualifies as fighting words. They had better watch their language or the head of the UK Competition and Markets Authority will have to challenge them to a duel to defend her honor. Pistols at they, still, they still have some strange traditions over there. Just drink a little tea all the time. If Microsoft does manage to reverse the decision and push through the acquisition, they would then have control of all of Activision's most popular online titles like Call of Duty, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush, still the world leader in dessert themed bejeweled ripoffs. Wow, you seem salty. They're all just bejeweled. (laughs) Every game I've ever advertised. It's just bejeweled! How many jewels do they need? AMD has officially announced the Ryzen Z1 and Z1 Extreme, a pair of, like that, a pair of of four nanometer processors that make the Nintendo Switch look like it's running a chip from 2015. (laughs) Because, Because it is. Less obviously, the Z1s are designed to power the next generation of Steam Deck competitors like the ASUS ROG Ally. Wait, I thought Asus said the Ally was running a special custom chip like the Steam Deck's. But AMD's press release says they're partnering with Asus to launch the first Ryzen Z1 series device with the Asus ROG Ally. So I guess after Asus dropped all those hints that they and AMD were exclusive, Team Red had to set the record straight. They're just looking for friends and casual profits. Some of these we already knew, thanks to leaks indicating that the Z1 Extreme is nearly identical to the Ryzen 7 7840U, which has been spotted in the specs for several other upcoming handhelds. Massive credit to the Fox on YouTube for going deep on the analysis of these chips, and thanks to ASUS for reminding us all to have the relationship talk with our prospective partners before making any embarrassing announcements on social media. It's complicated, okay? They made a chip for us, but I thought there was more. And many American schools are dealing with storage rooms full of broken and outdated Chromebooks, which they bought in huge numbers at the start of the pandemic as a cheap alternative to good laptops like MacBooks, which they obviously should have spent their massive amounts of state funding on instead. What were you doing? Come on. (laughs) This is in part due to cheap construction, but also due to seemingly pointless tweaks to the design of otherwise basic parts that make sourcing and replacing them difficult and expensive. Two adjectives Google would very much not like you to associate with Chromebooks. Typically, if a Chromebook has a single broken key, the entire keyboard needs to be replaced at 90 bucks a pop, not including labor and I mean, not to state the obvious, but if it costs over $100 to fix a $250 computer, (laughs) it's it's not a fix you did. You're throwing that thing in the garbage. That's not, that's some expensive garbage. Complicating the issue is that on paper, Chromebooks have a relatively generous eight years of guaranteed security updates, wow. But the fine print says on that paper that eight years starts when the device is manufactured. And many of these devices were sold to schools three or four years after that point, meaning that they've got an expiry date baked in. They didn't even print the best before date on the device. So hopefully schools won't make this same mistake again and instead will future-proof their class hardware by buying every student a MetaQuest Pro. In the metaverse, man? In the future, you're gonna learn without legs at all. Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by Covalence, an online technical trade school that offers a personalized experience for entry-level software developers. You will learn remotely, but you'll never be alone. Their Immersive Catalyst program provides dedicated instructors, live webinars, and personalized lab reviews to equip students with the skills and tools of the software trade in as little as four months. The curriculum focuses on building real-world applications rather than just passing a test, and graduates have lifetime access to updates and improvements. Covalence offers a variety of tuition payment options, including arrangements where you only pay after graduating and you're getting paid. So don't just browse the web, build it. Apply to Covalence for free today using the link in the description and take the first step toward a career in software development. Stand back, the bits are getting dangerously quick. It's distorting the space-time continuum. Is this because the flash is coming out? Hey, good news. In response to European regulations, Apple will likely add support for side-loading in an upcoming iOS 17 update. Yay! Bad news, Apple just added a feature to iOS 16 that allows it to restrict features based on a user's location, meaning that sideloading might just be a European exclusive. <laughs> According to Apple, sideloading will undermine the privacy and security protections of its users. It doesn't seem to have considered that it's my own damn phone, and if I wanna upload and run 18 identical copies of Bonzi Buddy, well, that's my own damn business. He's a little buddy. For a fun change of pace, Microsoft has been stealing your private data by accident! (laughs) The Edge browser's new creator-follow feature, which is meant to help users follow their favorite YouTube content creators across the web, has a bug that instead sends every site you visit to Bing, the stable AI, which will use the data responsibly, I'm sure. Sydney's (laughs) stalking Sydney wants to know where you've been. (laughs) Fortunately, you can turn off the feature. All you need to do is type download Firefox in the search bar. (laughs) That'll do it. Netflix is estimated to have lost over a million users in Spain after its new anti-password sharing rules were rolled out there in February. Only around a third of those users were paid subscribers, but that still means that account cancellations have tripled. Around a 10th of remaining Spanish subscribers claim they plan to cancel in the near future. Netflix, however, has yet to see substantial losses globally and seems undeterred as the new rules are set to roll out in the US over the next few weeks. Do remember to actually cancel your account though. The only thing worse than paying $10 a month to watch Netflix is paying $10 a month not to watch Netflix. Damn ADHD (laughs) tax. News aggregator Artifact has a new AI feature that summarizes news articles in a variety of fun tones like explain like I'm five, emoji, and poem. It can also just summarize them in a normal, boring, professional tone, but come on, live a little. Find out about the next crippling financial collapse in limerick format. Looking forward to the next time a monarch dies and it gets announced in emojis. Wow, okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Of course- didn't review that part, did you? No. (laughs) Of course, there is still that little issue where LLMs will occasionally just make stuff up for no reason, making this the high-tech equivalent of getting your news by asking a compulsive liar to explain world events via Pictionary. That's basically what this show is. (laughs) A machine learning engineer named Santiago is using ChatGPT to communicate with their dog robot and give it commands using natural language. Okay. To be clear, ChatGPT is not actually controlling the dog bot. Rather, which is great news. (laughs) Rather, it's being used to query otherwise difficult to access information that the Roboodle as collected in a simple and intuitive way. It also allows voice activation of certain pre-programmed actions. They've even programmed in some physical emotes that allow the mecha canine to briefly step out of the uncanny valley and look almost cute. Keyword, almost. (laughs) Still a fair amount of terrifying. And if you weren't too unsettled, come back on Wednesday for more tech news. Your host will be a real cutie. Cuter than a headless robo-dog in any case. I don't know who's going to host yeah, for the next one. Be cuter than a headless robot. I mean, yeah, we can say they're cute. Friday, Friday. I said man Friday.